Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here in Italy today, uh, doing one of our updates, um, followed up by one of our. Uh, Emails that we just sent out recently asking for prayer requests or giving prayer requests, uh, inviting prayerful participation in the ministry and informing about some of the new happenings, uh, what's going on as we serve Jesus here in Italy, preaching the gospel, making disciples and uh, being used by him, the Lord, to plant more churches. Uh, this one we titled Relationships uh, because uh, in, uh, in our Sunday Bible study recently, we are, uh, arrived at the point in the book of Acts uh, where there's actually a big separation. There's relational conflict. And uh, if you're like us, uh, you find that relational conflict is an everyday part of life here in a fallen world as we live, all of us, with sinful flesh. Uh, we have an enemy. The world has fallen. Uh, relationships are often uh, uh, suffering in, in this time. But there are ways as Christians that we can go about to make uh, those relationships more what they ought to be. And then also an example to a fallen world that doesn't have right relationships either. Uh, so we'll look at the verse. We'll start with that and then we'll jump in uh, after this brief uh, exhortation from Acts uh, chapter 16 uh, or maybe 15 actually. Uh, we'll jump in, yeah, Acts 15, 36 and we'll look also at a couple prayer requests, a real short update and some new uh, stuff that you guys can join with us and pray about and also be informed about. Uh, so here we are. Acts 15, 36 says this, and there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. Uh, there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. And here we're reminded that these were, this was the Apostle Paul. This was Barnabas, the guy who, who brought him in and trained him and teached him and, and mentored him, so to speak. Uh, helped him to be accepted by the others when everyone was still afraid of him. And... Uh, and yeah, got Paul going, really. Uh, and here they are. They were they were comrades in the faith, and they, they fought the good fight together in the trenches, serving the Lord, praying, preaching, and uh, even being persecuted uh, together. And now there's such a thing going on here that they can't be together anymore. And there's so much here, uh, you know, and I'm just, as I look at it and I think about it, I just can't even get into it because... Uh, there's just so much. It's just one verse. It's just one small little passage from Scripture. Uh, and it says so little, but yet it reveals so much to us. Let me just scan over some of my comments and maybe I'll share some of them. Uh, but it's really, uh, for me, it was a really touching uh, verse and concept that if they had this kind of trouble, uh, we have to remember we're going to have trouble also, especially when we're serving uh, the Lord. And there's so much to consider, though, in how we go about with our relationships. Uh, so let's see here. Missions labor is, simply put, not for everyone. Now, some people would disagree with me on that, uh, but I believe missions labor is, simply put, not for everyone. But all of us are truly called to be involved in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all called to be involved, but we're not all called to go abroad, to go different places. Uh, we're called into our local immediate context to be a light there. Absolutely. To proclaim the gospel there. Absolutely. Uh, but to pack everything up, leave everything behind, 
raise funds, go. Not all of us are called to be a missionary in that sense. Uh, so John Mark, in this case, he abandoned Paul and Barnabas. And we see that in Acts 13, verse 13. Uh, but likely because he was not called or graced for the missionary task. He he tried it out. He, he gave it a shot. Uh, but with all the spiritual opposition he had to encounter, like all missionaries, uh, and all the tensions of being away from everything you know, and, and reaching different uh, people groups and things, and, uh, and and the travels associated with it, he just realized, it seems, uh, it's just not for me. And what he did realize, though, is that his role in the Lord's mission was to be different. Uh, he was to go on, as we see, uh, to write the Gospel of Mark, and then serve Jesus in, in other ways. Uh, another significant aspect uh, to consider is that Paul, he was right to not want John Mark with them on their travels, missionary travels. And he was likely also heartbroken that even his closest companion, Barnabas, was recently led astray by the Apostle Peter's hypocrisy regarding the Gentiles and their inclusion into the Lord's people. Uh, we hear about that in Galatians chapter 2 when they refer, Paul refers to his time at Acts 15 and he had to openly rebuke Peter in front of everybody because he had led astray Barnabas. Uh, so Paul at that point, after even Barnabas was almost led astray, Paul was basically left alone to defend the true gospel. Perhaps deep down, Paul no longer wanted even Barnabas to go with him on the travels. He was probably hurt. And uh, and maybe his time with Barnabas was just meant to come to an end and perhaps God no longer wanted Barnabas with him. Uh, the rest of Acts, we go and hear the rest of the travels of Paul the Apostle. We hear nothing else of Barnabas. Uh, later on, though, Paul in other letters does speak of Barnabas, and he always speaks well of Barnabas. Uh, that's important to note. Uh, but his time ends, and, and, and then we hear only uh, what God is doing through Paul the Apostle. And we see even after this verse that uh, Paul gets the blessing from the entire church as they go on their travels, uh, and, and they continue on, whereas Barnabas, we don't really see that. Uh, but he goes on and, and fulfills what he needed to do, which seems in God's providence was to encourage Mark. And Mark didn't continue on with him even very long. And he goes on back to his uh, his mother's inn uh, where he was serving the Lord there to some extent. And then later, obviously, as we know, bringing us uh, uh, the gospel of Mark, uh, perhaps uh, from Peter who told it to him. And then he, he put it down for Peter. Uh, so... So much can be said about this. Uh, but a couple things we, we can take also, yeah, uh, biological family and ministry is rarely ideal, in my opinion. And it can be risky for the good of the church because of personal sentiments. Uh, John Mark, after his previous failure, uh, seems to have needed most to be with Barnabas, the encourager. God was in control of it all, though. Uh, so the family relationships in ministry can be very complicated because there's personal feelings involved and, and you don't want to treat badly someone who's related to you and that kind of thing. Perhaps, we don't know, but perhaps Barnabas, uh, if he was in Paul's shoes or if, if John Mark was not his relative, his cousin or nephew, whatever it was, uh, perhaps he also, Barnabas, would have said, yeah, we don't want John Mark either. Let's leave the get. He, he's not good to be with us. He's just, he might abandon us when we need him most. Again, he might do it again. We don't want him. But because he was family, perhaps he had this uh, this bias towards him and wanted him. Uh, but in any case, again, in God's providence, it seems, in any case, John Mark needed Barnabas, even though he was a relative, because Barnabas was known as the encourager. And that seems to be what John Mark needed at that phase of his ministry in that time of his life, to be encouraged, to identify and realize who he is and what God has made him and called him to do specifically. He was not Paul. He was not a guy like Paul. He was very very different, and his ministry also from the Lord would prove to be different as well. 
Uh, so a few takeaways as we uh, wrap up this short devotional time here before we get into some of our other updates here on the mission field and what's going on and, and showing you ways you can pray with us. Uh, one, the one takeaway we have uh, from this simple verse and passage and context, what's happening there is that even Jesus Christ, he had conflict in relationships. He was in this fallen world dealing with a bunch of sinful people. Uh, there was an enemy at work. Uh, there was uh, all, people wanted to kill him all the time. People wanted to, uh, even his own family uh, denied him and didn't uh, didn't approve of who he was. There was times when even his own family made fun of him, so to speak. Uh, so he had conflict in relationships, but the difference is he never sinned. In our relationships, there's never one person completely innocent, the other one guilty. There's always uh, both parties have uh, some kind of sin involved. Uh, because we're plagued with the sinful flesh. And even the best efforts we have and the best things we do are somehow contaminated by sin, the sin of our flesh. Uh, so that's one takeaway. Jesus had conflict, but he didn't sin. Praise God for that, because we're saved because of that. So even Jesus also, a second point we can take from this, Jesus experienced separation from his Father. So here we see a separation. Paul and Barnabas, they separate. Uh, but even Jesus experienced what it means to be separated. He was separated from his Father when he died on the cross for his people, taking the wrath of God upon himself, uh, which results in the salvation of his people. Uh, so because he experienced that separation and took the wrath of God upon him for the sin of the world, uh, all those who believe in him are saved. That's an amazing thing. That's the gospel. Uh, another point we can take away from this, God uses flawed men and women like these missionaries for his mission and his purposes and the proclamation of his gospel. All of us are flawed and all of us are sinful. This is a reminder that even the great Apostle Paul in this situation, because he wasn't Jesus and he wasn't without sin, though he did live a very holy life and to imitate because he imitated Christ, we, we can affirm he was without sin. And perhaps he was wrongly also uh, uh, judging John Mark and not realizing uh, God's will for John Mark, but had his own intentions for John Mark. And who, who knows? Uh, but in any case, we know God uses flawed men and women like these. And if you're flawed and you have sin, you also are useful. You can be used by the Lord. Uh, so repent of it. Leave your sin. But don't don't think that God can't use you. He will if you come to Him and, and ask Him to use you. Another thing we can take away from this simple passage here. Uh, what appeared a terrible thing, God turned into a good thing. So separation breaks our heart when we read about it. How could it be? They were the missionaries. They were the Lord's people. How could they separate? Uh, the result, though, in any case, in God's providence, was two missionary teams instead of one. Bad thing. But to have two teams going out proclaiming the gospel, wow, that's a great thing. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, we, we want more than two. We want many teams to, to be had. In this case, it took a separation, but God used it for a good. And he can do that for us as well. God is sovereign, another point, and he's involved intimately in every detail of our lives. We can't forget that. It's sovereignty of God. I say it over and over, but it is one of those things we really need to dedicate some time to understand, to grasp, and to, to realize it changes everything in our life. When we understand God is not like some weak vessel in a, in a combat with the enemy and he's not sure who's going to win. The enemy is underneath God and he's like on a leash with God. He can only do what God permits him to do and God does permit him to do certain things, uh, but he's no way in any case an equal to God. Uh, the evil one. So God is sovereign. He is involved in every detail of our lives. He is the Lord. He's unfolding his perfect plan and we can trust him no matter our situation. If we belong to him, he has good intentions toward us and everything is for our good that is happening in our life and for his glory. 
Uh, another point to take away, and there's a lot of them here, but I'll close out soon with this. God has a specific call for each of his people. Uh, we must not judge others based on our will for them, but we must consider seriously God's will for them. Often we want people to be like us and to do what we want, uh, but we have to remember, like in this case, Paul had a calling and a, and a gifting from the Lord to do a certain thing. Uh, John Mark had a calling and a gifting in a different way to do another thing, all for his kingdom. Paul may have been tempted to judge John Mark badly, and maybe rightly, but in any case, uh, we need to remember, we need to consider God's will for the other people in our lives, not just our will for them. We may have a will for them, and it may also be God's will, but we may find ourselves having a will for someone that is contrary to God's will for them. We don't want to do that. We want to seek their best and uh, God's blessing over the people in our lives and uh, do serve them however we can so they can fulfill what God has called them to do uh, specifically. Uh, tensions arise. Another point that we can gain from this passage. As we live in community with other sinners living for Jesus, uh, tensions do arise. It's normal. In this fallen world, there is no way to avoid this. We all have a sinful flesh. We all have an enemy. And we all live in a fallen world. To think that tensions aren't going to arise is uh, naive uh, at best. Uh, tensions will be there. The question is, how do we deal with those tensions? And that's our last point. Ways we can choose to deal with the tensions when they arise. We can, number one, view different personalities as a gift from God rather than an annoyance to us. View different personalities as a gift from God rather than an annoyance to us. Uh, it's like different ingredients in the same pie all together make a wonderful pie. But when we fight against those different ingredients, the sugar says to the salt, you're not like me or whatever it is. And we fight, no, nah, they all go together. They got to serve the same purpose of making one nice unit, uh, one, uh, pie to be eaten, so to speak. Uh, another way we can choose to deal with these relational tensions, we can welcome God's work to sanctify us through our relationships. One of the primary ways God is at work, the Holy Spirit is at work to sanctify us or make us more holy, make us more like Jesus Christ, is through our relational conflicts. The differences we go through, the, the fights we have to go through, uh, God is using, He's at work in those also to make us more holy. Other people uh, are the things God uses to expose our own sin, our own faults, our own shortcomings, and to reveal how unlike Christ we actually are. When I had a, a baby, I thought I was a good Christian until I had a baby and I realized, wow, I'm not a good good Christian at all. You know, when, when babies are crying all through the night kind of thing and you, you're put to the test, uh, some of the worst comes out and you realize uh, you're not what you think you are. Other people really help you to see yourself better. Iron sharpens iron and you can become uh, sanctified. We just have to embrace that work of God in us and not run from it and let him do his work in our hearts uh, according to his will. Uh, we can also be open and clear in communication. I always tell people if they're looking what to study, I think personally the best thing you could study at university would be communication. If you can't communicate clearly with other people, if you can't say what you want or express yourself clearly, uh, you can have the brightest mind in the world, uh, but you won't be able to uh, express that to anybody else. Communication is a really important thing, but yet we all fail miserably at good and clear and open communication. Uh, it's something we all need to pray about and be better at. Uh, we can welcome others to speak and confront us when necessary about anything, including struggles, fears, and or sin. Uh, this is an important aspect, I believe, of Christianity that uh, we don't live enough uh, personally. Uh, uh, we're, we're okay with confronting other people, but few of us 
give the open door to other people into our heart, into our life, trusted brothers and sisters in Christ to say, hey, if you see me do anything that is out of character, that is unchristlike, or if you see me going down a path that could lead to my destruction or, or continually participating in a sin that is, is terrible or not good or even any light sin at all, uh, let me know, please. Uh, I give you that access. I don't want to go down that road. And I, I welcome you. I invite you. Please feel free, feel safe to confront me, to talk to me about those things. That is a, a, a humble approach, a godly approach to our relationships with other people. To give them that open uh, uh, door to be able to speak into our heart, to our life, uh, even if uh, they're younger than us, even if they're less experienced than us, whatever it may be, to let them feel safe confronting us. Uh, uh, to have that kind of approach and that, that attitude with our uh, relationships. Mm. That's a wonderful way to be. And lastly, we can let others go and trust God when He calls them elsewhere often we want people to be in our kingdom we want people to be part of our plan and we can forget god has the plan and if he lets someone who's useful to our ministry or to whatever it is in our life for a certain season uh that's grace that's a blessing uh uh, they all belong to him though all the people belong to the lord and if he lets us have them for a little while we should be thankful for that and praise god for that and if it's time for them to go if the lord truly is calling them we need to understand that accept that and 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 send them off with our blessing. And that seems to have been the case perhaps here with John John Paul. He could have been recognized, or John Mark, he could have been recognized as, okay, he's not called to be here. He must be called elsewhere. Let's help get him out of here. We don't want him with us anymore, but let's send him off. Go find what it is God wants you to do and uh, and get to it. Uh, so just a couple little takeaways there. And I know this is longer than usual today, but for me it was just such a rich text and uh, I've experienced similar things also here on the mission field in Italy and uh, there's even much more I could say but I won't I'm going to restrain myself uh, as I often find that I have to Uh, but rich rich text Acts is a wonderful thing does help us to get a good grip of who we are in Christ what the Lord is doing how he's sovereign over it all building his church edifying his church uh, saving lost people and using even people like you and me so praise God for that uh Jumping into the update right away here, just to keep this brief and not too long, I'll just jump in and say a couple updates here. Sunday Bible studies are happening and going well here in Italy now. We restarted the Sunday Bible studies, uh, made it simpler, a little bit just actual Bible study, uh, worship time we do as a family, as well as, well as the Lord's Supper. And once the core group is established, then we'll formalize things again and, be, and become an actual uh, church body in God's timing. Uh, so Bible studies, though, are going really well. And now uh, we have John Paolo with us. He's phenomenal, great, great, good, godly man now, and uh, we're happy for him. And we have the open door for other people to come and join uh, as as the Lord leads as well. Uh, so please join in, us in prayer that this group will continue to grow in every way, continue to gather, to continue to bring glory to God, and reach out to all, uh, all the lost people around us as well. Uh, the outreach is continuing. Our newest track and booklet combination, after some delay, has now been being printed and is going out. Uh, the photo of that is in the update. Uh, this is Conetto Dunque Sono, I Connect, Therefore I Am, is the title of that. Little track, little booklet, article available also freely online. And uh, we just started getting that out actually just a couple days ago now. And we're getting uh, we're getting messages, we're getting uh, people viewing it online, which is wonderful. And so continue to pray for that. Pray for God to bless it and pray for open doors to proclaim the gospel and to lead more people to Jesus Christ and salvation. Uh, thank you guys for praying for that. I'm convinced your prayers have made it a good book and a good article, a good track, and already God is using it through your prayers. He's using it also to stir up hearts and have people reach out to us. Just got a message even this morning from uh, a young guy. He's now involved with Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, for one month now, he's involved with them, and uh, there's potential maybe to stop him before he gets pulled in all the way and there's no hope. Uh, uh, so we can save him from that heretical teaching. 
uh, that uh, heretical religion and uh, pray for this this person whoever he is I hope to meet with him in the next few days uh, another quick update though we got a call uh, I was distributing last week and got a call from a guy he called right away he said I saw you distributing I wanted to follow you and track you down but you went down a road I couldn't go down uh, he called me right away we met in the afternoon talked uh, long story we'll talk about it perhaps in the next update I don't have time to get into it today a guy named Vincenzo and his wife uh, being called to the Lord and their only experience unfortunately was with prosperity gospel preachers and they had a rough time with that when uh, push came to shove. Uh, they haven't heard a good understanding of the gospel, and now they're getting it for the first time. Continue to pray for these folks, and we pray to see them join the group, Lord willing, very soon as well. Uh, but ways to pray, besides for those couple guys there that I mentioned, the, the track and booklet, keep praying for that as we begin to distribute it out for open doors for the gospel. Uh, our friend Christian, who we reached out to, he's always been known for this. He comes, he goes, in and out kind of thing, typical here in Italy. Uh, but pray he gets stabilized. Pray the Lord really call him out of the darkness and into the light. Our heart really goes out for this guy, and we really care about him. We'd love to see him uh, start living in Jesus Christ and, and knowing true life. Potential interns uh, for this summer. We have an update on that. It's uh, We definitely have some potential interns, but not for this summer. Uh, we had a great meeting with some guys from the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, some guys that are here visiting in Italy through a mutual friend and things like that. And they have some folks interested in our prayers. They would, uh, because even our sending church out of New York is Southern Baptist. Uh, and we're really excited about this potential partnership. But some new interns perhaps coming from them. Uh, things like that. So, But do pray in any case for our summer outreach, which we're going to amp up and get some local guys here, Lord willing, involved in. Uh, pray for that. New missionaries to be sent into the harvest. Please keep praying for that for us as well. Uh, the Lord commanded it. Uh, the to pray for laborers and so we are and please join us praying for that we're looking in particular though for an administrator an ESL instructor evangelists people to come uh, short term intern or even long term a two year or four year term and then lastly as I mentioned already the small group to take form in Mestre pray for that as well uh, we have a couple new blog posts available at the practicalmissions.org uh, website you can check that out there's one on there an article from Leonardo de Chirico one of the top uh, theologians here in Italy brilliant guy great guy uh, he has one on the Pope's origins that we uh, we shared the link to that on our uh, blog so you can check that out as well as well as some other things relating to uh, Roman Catholicism or even being the call to missions stuff like that uh, a job offer the Italy administrator that's uh, available also we have information about that on the practicalmissions.org website if you want to check that out as usual, pray for us. Uh, we have a number of opportunities here. The, the vision trips, you can still set up a vision trip for later this summer or in the fall. You can still talk about internships with us, short-term stuff, church planning, two- to four-year terms, teaching English, even a videographer, somebody we're looking for, technologically savvy kind of person. Uh, and that's it for today, guys. I'll close with uh, simply this uh, by saying thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your participation. Uh, the Lord is at work here in Italy, and we're excited that you get to be a part of it. And... Uh, we are all about, as it says with Practical Missions Cohort, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and being used by Jesus for the formation of new church bodies in the well-known yet unreached land called Italy. Thanks for listening today, guys. Thank you for everything. God bless you and hope to hear from you soon. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao.
If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.